What's shaking, cats and kittens? I'm Rob Lee from Getting to the Truth in This Art. And this podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Bazaar. Bazaar is a gift shop for those seeking the strange and unusual. Got morbid curiosity? Got an interest in natural history? Bazaar's got you covered. Bazaar specializes in antique medical equipment, jewelry, prints, funerary antiques, and many other morbid gifts. The inventory is ever-changing. I'm wearing a great death's head moth pin, and I'm enjoying this hand-poured candle called Overgrown Cemetery. It's great. It has the studio smelling awesome. Head on over to 3534 Chestnut Avenue in Baltimore, Sinan Hamden neighborhood, and see what they got to offer at Bazaar. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is a multifaceted artist who centers her practice on music editorial, portrait photography, and media production. We have Diamond Dixon. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I see. I, I get. I give the 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 Michael Buffer the the intro intro when I have <laughs> illustrious guests. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, um, thank you. I'm glad we were able to get this squared away and this sorted out. And um, this is going to be—I think this is going to be a treat. I, I have high hopes for this one. Yes. Thanks. So, I can do no service. I can do nothing good to describe what you do. So, I will allow you to do it. Can you describe your work and give the those that are uninitiated who may be listening what you're doing and what your work is all about? Sure. So I'm a visual artist and most of my work has been centered around music editorials and portraiture photography. And like you said, I center my work around um, media production as well. So I've throughout the duration of my career, I've also been like behind the scenes um, working as production assistant, doing really anything behind the scene work that I could like get my hands on. Um, but my work is all about power, like power in your actual, uh, your physicality or just like you like yourself, like being empowered in who you are. And, you know, a real reason why I started to be, um, or I got into photography and moved into that direction is because I noticed that, you know, our culture specifically, we haven't been um, documented properly. So that's one of my reasons and drives for like being behind the camera is mm -hmm. you know, to make sure that our story is told through imagery and through media as well. So in, in within your work, there's a responsibility to being authentic and congruent to people that look like you and I. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I, would that be the main, one of the main focus or drivers that draws you to a project? Are there any other things that draw you to a project? Um, I would say the, like really just being authentic, what draws me to a project or a person to photograph them is just their authenticity and like their true expression of themselves. Like, I'm an advocate, like I said, for being yourself, power in yourself and like just being who you're here to be, you know, and sure. that is something that, you know, I strive for in my in my actual day to day life is like just making sure one like that I'm documented, like through 
whether it's writing, any form of media, really, you know. Um, but like I said, what in my mind, how I approach, um, you know, imagery is like really I look for like the essence of someone that's like unique mm-hmm. and, you know, authentic and and raw like i just i love all those factors when it comes to someone like someone that's just truly natural behind it and that's just like you know you can just tell that they they're living they're here you know like they're present that's i like enjoy i like being around people like that like that are like happy to be here on earth despite like what's going on um and not even like with just what's going on right now <laughs> but in life in general you know we we go through so much so i just that's what draws me to people you know when yeah. i when i have a project in mind but aside from like you know a one on one when i actually have projects in mind um i'm always viewing it like how is it going to be impactful um so that's something that I'm working on now is like putting my all behind a company that I'm working on called the U media. Um, but aside from that, like, like I said, I just, I always look for how is something going to be impactful? How is this going to really like open the mind of the next person to inspire Hmm. them to do something impactful in their community or through their work? So, and it's while being, dipped into what the project is you're also thinking about it from i guess an end user perspective too of like who's receiving this is this message congruent with what my philosophy is and what what your mantra may be right as a um in a in a photography in a photography space yeah yeah exactly and i just feel like we have so much power with words and in media and, and imagery and imagery is a true like like I always tell any anybody I have a conversation with, I'm always like, hey, like without creators, this world would really be, you know, nowhere. Like yeah. everything came from a thought or a creation. Um, so like that's just something I'm very, you know, fixated on. It's like how am I how is my work like being received and mm-hmm. and how is that allowing them to like you know, propel themselves and whatever they want to do. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that's very important nowadays to, well, overall, but nowadays to just keep, keep that in mind, like why you're doing something and, and just really, what does it mean to you? And it's kind of challenging at times to balance the two where you're doing something for a creative pursuit and kind of echoing what you're saying. Like, I think that that's the seasoning that's, when I look at Baltimore for sake of argument, right. That when you start having people here that may not have Baltimore in mind, may use it as a stepping stone to get to a New York or California. That's the thing that kind of make, makes it a little weird for me. It's like, are you contributing to what makes up the culture here or are you passing through? Mm-hmm. And, and we have a habit of calling it out here and yeah. people will quickly throw out that whole, it's a crab in a bucket thing. You're just right. dragging someone down, but that yeah. is a component. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so when you, I like what you said there, like, are you just passing through or are you making impact here? Um, I feel like, well, I'll go back into like my background. I'm from North Virginia, like originally, but I grew up in PG County. And oh, then, you're not from Baltimore. Get off. No, I'm kidding. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not from Baltimore. Um, but I have roots there, like as far as just, you know, 
meeting people and like doing work there. But back to what I was saying is that just like my experience in Maryland and PG County, um, I ended up like on this side of town because my father, he lives in, you know, the county on this area, um, on this side of Baltimore. And yeah, I just, every time. And also when I was younger, like Patapsico Market, I was always there. Like, um, where else? Uh, That's a Baltimore location right there. That's a very Baltimore location. Yeah, like, no, like my mom, my dad will always take me there um, to just like shop. We would do like, you know, eat there. My mom then eventually she started selling stuff there and I would help her there. So I just always had a connection to Baltimore. Then when my father moved over there, he, I will always come to the city because there's nothing to do in the county. Like I will be always in the, you know, the city trying to find out what's going on here. You know, um, but, but say that for the people in the back that aren't listening. There's what? nothing to do in the county because no. people there get that weird thing. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing to do in. I would even say Baltimore County. Um, I, at the time I was in Hartford County, yeah. so there was nothing to do out there. I was just like really like what is going on like so I found an internship in Baltimore but before any of that I just I was always like drawn to Baltimore because I felt like wow this is a space that is truly creative like I felt like people come there like you said and they're able to you know create more so than you are in any other part of like this region Mm -hmm. so even though I feel like you, you can do that in DC but it's not as like on the scale of Baltimore and Baltimore doesn't get that, you know, uh, that highlight at all Mm -hmm. from any, any, I mean, people do, people know the people that's from Baltimore and that like pass through and, you know, call Baltimore home at this point, like they know what, you know, the roots and the, the background of like that area. Um, but like, I just felt like from when I was like, because my first time like really, really experiencing Baltimore on my own was when when I was like 18 or 19, like just going out there, being on my own. And I always had like this like responsibility. I was like, I feel like I need to do something here. Yeah. And um, that's when I started a project called Be More. Um, I met one of my friends. His name is Andrew. He goes by Groovy Drew. And he introduced me to some people in Baltimore. And I just knew, I just knew the city wasn't like how everybody, you know, exposes it or try to be like, you know, this is what the city is. Like, I just knew that that wasn't it. And on a broader scale, that's not it. And a lot of cities that, you know, that are black cities, you know, Detroit, I get that uh, Chicago, uh, anywhere, Brooklyn, like a lot of places get that like, oh, this isn't, you know, the place to be or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't want to like put too much focus on that, what people have like idealized it to be. But I just knew that that stuff that I that that I was hearing and I'm, I'm pretty sure that other people have heard it, too, but. I just knew that that wasn't true. Like we all have a story to tell. So I started focusing on some people out in Baltimore that I, I love, um, Justin and Marcus Maddox. And I just wanted to show like a different side of Baltimore through their eyes. Um, that project, it was like, it was supposed to be a full length, like documentary. That's something I'm still honestly working on to this day. Um, just to like, get the you know the nooks and you know i just want that to like 
actually be something in the future. But I, I started out with a prequel series and that allowed me to just gain a lot of research about the Baltimore area in general. And there's just so much history in Baltimore. There's so much rich history in all over Maryland about our ancestors that I just feel like, you know, we we need to like pay more attention to. So I feel like I was just drawn to that, you know, this area specifically because our ancestors, we really, we really built this land and specifically Baltimore. There's so much like richness there. So I just feel like I'm not done like in Baltimore specifically, like I'm still like figuring out how can I contribute because there were so many things that I realized was like that as an artist for, you know, coming coming from where I'm from as an artist like I realized like you know there's so much to still be done um as far as like people having access to the resources and capital to make that city be what it should be like there's no reason okay I don't want to keep going if you (laughs) (laughs) no you good you good I'll go on a tangent but yeah like um we can keep going but I I think like I, I think you're right. I want to I want to step back a little bit in some of the stuff that you said because it was, it's a lot there, and yeah. it's a lot that's I think that's on people's mind. And then sometimes you you just put it out there. It's like a stream of consciousness, right? And the reality of it is, you're 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 right in many instances where you have a predominantly black city. It's over sixty percent, but you know when we celebrate it, we don't necessarily celebrate. The, the 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 uh, demographics here. We we celebrate yeah. a few different people here and there, and we only look at the demographics when we want to talk about these negative things. Right. Um, I think right. one of the reasons people come through here is because you you kind of have that accessibility and community yeah. that's relatively accessible, yeah. and at the same time, it's gritty and authentic. That if you make it here you've already you it's, it's like it's like if you're in gym if you're doing weightlifting or something like that it's like i can do the easy weight now right because i've already been lifting that heavy baltimore weight right and, and right. that's the thing like people come here they get it and if we tell you that your stuff is bullshit right then you got to go back to the drawing board yeah. and people have those periods where they come here do their thing get over and then suddenly they're they're somewhere else and I think I like what you were getting at. It reminds me of my background. I went to um, City College here in, in uh, high school. And one of the things about City College that I re- recall upon graduation, uh, one of the last things we had to do before we wrapped up was going to the top of the castle. We had this like castle, it was called the Castle on the Hill. Mm-hmm. And we had this castle and you would go to the top and then you would write your name inside of it. So you were always part of the school. Right. And it seems like that's what you're interested in and leaving your mark in that way is in Baltimore. Like, I want to contribute this and you may move on, but you always carry that piece with you. Yeah. Well, one of my like dreams or just goals that I had was to like go to New York, go to L.A., be bi-coastal. But I I ended up spending some time in both cities Mm -hmm. and I realized I was like, you know, we always want to go somewhere to make impact, but the true impact is and the, the true value and impact is within yourself. Mm-hmm. You make wherever you go impactful. And that's what I realized about going to these cities. I was like, yo, like I have a little formula. I already know the little formula. Like it's, it's, you know, you just go and you create your impact. It's, it's no, I, let me move here and let me, you know, 
you'll need to share that, that formula with me. Food works for you at the end of the day. But I felt like I, I look at things from a holistic point of view. Like, is this area really, you know, I look at it from a geo, uh, a geo point of view as well. Geographical, yeah, point of view. Like, is this like safe for me to live in um, area wise? But either way, like, I'm not going to go into in too much detail for that but i just realized that you know you are the value you make the value um yeah wherever you go wherever you are valuable and i feel like wherever you're from it is a responsibility responsibility if you are gonna go into the entrepreneurial space or whatever space you're you're in like to give back to where you're from in your community to you know further elevate your community so they can be propelled to go do something else in a different community whether that's in the same baltimore community or you know wherever but i feel like like there's a a very important like thing that you said there like people we come we'll come to baltimore almost for like validation or trying Mm -hmm. to you know uh trying to just gain some type of outreach and yeah. I feel like this, that is the home and the space for that, for, for that. And I wish one of my things is like, I really wanted, want Baltimore to be more built up. Like, you know, I, I, of course I need to do more research, but when I was doing the research, like, and when I was living in the city, I was like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Odell's. It was a... <laughs> Old, yeah, old. Sorry, I, <laughs> I'm waiting for old. it. I was waiting. Yeah, it's washed. <laughs> no, nah, that's not what I meant. But you know, it's a I'm historical yeah. black club that was, you know, on North Avenue. So yeah. I remember when they had a um a exhibition for that. Yeah. I was so interested in that exhibition, and I and I was like, you know, who owns this space? Who owns Odell's present day, like? right now and I when I found out I was like Micah or like the city or something like that like it was like tied to something like that and I'm just like why aren't there more uh commercial real estate spaces for black artists to use Mm -hmm. you know that was when you know the crown was there and and you know just other things that people are using but honestly I felt like that place wasn't even though we we made that place what it was and everything like that, and the artists, the natives that, you know, one of my favorites, like Abdu Ali, like I really felt like Kalan and everything that they were doing with that, um, flat out with uh, with Lawrence Bernie, like they, to me, that era was really like building up the crown, but that was in, you know, from my perspective. Yeah. Um, but what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is that there's so much like commercial real estate that isn't in the hands of um of you know people that really want to see black art live like they want to see more so the mica mm-hmm. art live or mm-hmm. like you know this wash down you know you know i don't want to call it wash down. that's their version of art but our version of art is totally different and we should have we should have more representation it's, in that space it, it's, it's just, super it, it's super uh, sanitized. I, yeah. I think, I think the other thing that's there, like, you know, Lexington market, right? Right. Now Lexington market is in that process of being redone and all of that stuff, as well as a few of these other historical, like, like markets, right? right. Now Lexington market has a big ass sign on it that mm-hmm. says the world famous Lexington market. Mm-hmm. 
So why I understand the purpose of the rebrand and the redo because of, you know, it's, it's old and so on. Right. But is, are the vendors moving in there representative of what's in the city and what the needs uh, of the city are? Right. So it was already world famous right? with all of the quote unquote issues that it had there. You know, people who are buying drugs, people who are on drugs and whatever else that they are, are, are claiming the pre- pre- preceding this uh, rebrand. But yeah. it's, it's a version of like this, this gentrification. And I don't know to which degree. And again, maybe it's on me to do the research, but my gut is pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. That. I don't know how many opportunities are going to be listed there. I've seen some things for like black vendors or vendors of color and so on, but I don't know if they're endearing themselves oh. to providing spaces for artists of color. Mm. Like, Hey, can you put well, your work up in here? Right. I actually have a comment on that. So oh, okay. I remember this was 2019. So it was like July or something. Um, but I ended up, so the the uh, developers that are working on the new Lexington market, mm-hmm. I ended up having like an Instagram post series where I was like basically letting them know like what the the history of the Lexington market was, and and I was like I'm I I hope that they you know that they add pieces of that of the history that is there and just that they honor it. <laughs> that they honor it, that they, you know, that they do all that that is actually needed to be done um, for that, especially on the artist's point of view, from the artist's point of view, like making sure that our art is in there and all types of stuff. But I actually didn't like follow through with that because at the time I was about to go overseas. Mm-hmm. So I still have the opportunity to reach out to them because they they wanted me to be almost like a consultant. But I I wanted to put that in the hands of natives, you know what I mean, that are actually yeah. from there. I was like, I was, I reached out to some friends. They never write, like, reached back out to me about it. But either way, there's... You see it on door, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, look, you know, after this, I'll link you to them. But also, I just feel like it's our responsibility. <clears throat> Whenever we see something in any type of... Uh, in in our communities that's being changed we need to be asking questions I feel like people don't ask questions and that moment taught me I was like you have to be angry sometimes you have the issue yeah you have to you know at them sometimes or whatever I mean for that (laughs) for that part you know for me for that part you know that I th- maybe it might not always work you know what I mean when you when you at somebody on a on a platform but I think what I'm trying to say here is that if you have, if we have issues with stuff, we have to like contact the developers. We have to reach out to them. We have to get the emails of these people. Um, And we have to become active participants in our community instead of letting things just happen. No, I I can 100% agree where it's almost like this thing where you have these places that have a culture, right? And they have, they're really known for like one of my favorite places is new Orleans. And that may be, if I don't stay here, that might be the place I relocate to. And when you think of new Orleans, you think of certain things like alligators and jazz or, or or gumbo or whatever. Right. But there's no guessing what it is. Yeah. I used to do this thing and and I'll ask you, I, I used to do this thing. I would ask people who is the black pop culture representative of Baltimore? When you think Mm -hmm. of Baltimore and you think of television, movies, film, someone that has that crossover appeal, who would it be that has ties to Baltimore? Doesn't even have to be a Baltimore resident. Mm -hmm. And I rarely get an answer. 
like present day or are you talking about like timeless like 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 period like flat true I and mean, that's an issue for me it's trey harris you know i mean but because like i i watch trey harris um i don't know if you know who trey harris is but she's an actor a poet um and many other things i'm pretty sure like as far as creativity goes but i watched her from um the romantic movement with jesse boykins the third mm-hmm. You know, and I'm pretty sure she had her outreach through like New York and stuff like that. But that's someone that I really admire. You know, she's an actress. um, I say actor at first, but actress. And one of the the movies I've seen her like acting in in the beginning, it was like uh, Newlyweeds. And I saw her at the Charles Theater, like, you know, launching that film and everything or the premiere for that film. And she's like, you know, I feel like we also... There, there's a lot there, there there should be a union like for black <laughs> artists in baltimore for you know for everyone to get together and like you know really figure out what is the trajectory you know and how do we want to rep- be represented yeah. but it's gonna have it's gonna st- we, we can't keep relying so back to what i was saying about lexus and market and like you know, being active participants. I know that you can also like, they also had like a town hall meeting or something too and everything. But I feel like it's more, we make more impact when we just go directly at whoever it is. I that, yeah. that That's when I had, you know, I got the most, you know, uh, just response back. You know, I'm not about to go on no city hall meeting. That's for me in particular, because I feel like I want to sit down on a one-on-one, you, you know, like, yeah. And that's what, you know, I, I was able to speak with the one-on-one with one of the like representatives of that developer team. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, she gave me all these resources and stuff. But like I said, like, I really, I feel like there has to be more developers. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be more like, re- like to build up that area. And I like, I've been doing the research. I know yeah. it can be done. I know it can be done. Um, there's a lot of things that can really truly be done. Um, but it's going to take st- strategy, like to be honest, like strategy and really being rooted in, in, in a cause. Um, and that's for me, like what I'm realizing about my whole company and everything, I was like, I had to be rooted in a cause and understanding to really like ground myself, ground myself to, understand everything in its entirety to like really be like all right this is how i'm gonna go at it um and that's how i actually view everything that i do when it comes to artistry as well like i really take time to examine before i like you know just take something into you know into the next level of what i'm thinking of in my mind but yeah, I think I think it's important to to chew on these things for a minute instead of just you yeah. just go at it and thousand miles a minute and then you get it done. But then you're like, did this really mean anything? Because I'll say this, the, the you, you artsy people, I'm excluding myself from this because I don't have emotions, but yeah. you artsy people, you're very emotional people, very sensitive people. And I mean that in the most beautiful, bright and vibrant way. But, you know, if you're doing it and it's just something that's speaking from the soul or what have you it's going to be something that you have to be rooted in what you're doing, why you're doing it. Right. And, you know, but going back to one of the things before we, we, I got like one or two more questions and then we'll get into a chance to shamelessly plug your stuff uh, before we wrap up. But I, I think it's important 
um, to, to, to actually focus on one of the things that a couple of things you said, actually, um, when you're trying to really make that change and that seems what it, what you're describing there and make some type of change, have some type of impact, you really have to know where you're focusing your energy, you know, town hall might not be the, the best space if you're trying to really get an answer and you don't need to be in a public forum for it. Right, right. It's as simple as, yeah, you can just email me back or have a five minute conversation with me. That's right. going to save both of us time. Yeah. Secondly, like no, do enough research to know what you're doing because when you get that time, it's almost like an interview. Yeah. It's literally like prepare, get yourself ready and get yourself sorted and know what you're doing. And I think also w- w- what I kind of sussed from what you were saying is you, you kept saying in the hands of people who are natives, hands of people who are Baltimoreans. Yeah. Ultimately, you, you want to pay homage and, and respect for the place you're in. A lot of people just come in and then they kind of vulture off. And let's say if they do have the chance to make some impact, right. once they go, then the changes that they put in place, it may not be what's best for the climate, the community or whatever, right. but they're no longer there to really be accountable for it and care about it. So it's like, if you can connect some people and then sort it, that's that's the real impact. Know what your role is. Know what your lane is. Ultimately, exactly. And that's what it seems that that you're applying um, to how you go about trying to make 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 that change there. Yeah. So I have two two more questions. Uh, so I I read that your work has been featured in Blacktivity. Uh, the Blav- excuse me. Blavity. <laughs> Blavity. Wow, my words are terrible. Blavity, True yeah. Laurels, and Fader. Ha, ha, has there been a project or feature that's really stuck out to you, and why? Mm, a project or feature that's really stuck out to me. Um, you want to know? To be honest, it was my first feature with the Fader that stuck out to me because I manifested that. I wrote that into my business plan. I was like, I really want to work for this company. Um, at that time. Um, and why else it stuck out to me is because it really made a lot of great impact. Like people really enjoyed the image um, that came from that, that story. And yeah, that was like one of, to me, one of my most impactful pieces um, that year, they said that that was like 72 uh, of their most iconic images that they had um published and that was like for me like that's what I aim to do is like to to photograph and make iconic imagery that will be like remembered for you know times to come so that was just something that I was like this is in I've wrote this down this is in my my you know in my manifestation like you know, dreams, like this is what I want at the time. So that was like the most impactful. Um, Also because they were young twins from Baltimore. The story was written by Lawrence Bernie and like, it was just, it was in a very, a very great piece. Like I I felt like I learned some, I love learning also from my subjects and just being around them, like seeing that genuine energy is like really beautiful. And like, they were just so young and just, you know, it was just, it was such a genuine moment, you know? And I felt like, um, you know, their, their uh, family, they were very like, oh, this is going to be in a magazine. Like, I just like being a part of communities and like, just, you know, making people happy. I felt like they were happy and, you know, just like, this is going to be, you know, they're just like, wow. They were just, 
really uh, excited and that really transferred over into the images that I created for them. And I also, you know, th- th- those are the stories that I like telling, you know, that I love being a part of. Is anything that is about, you know, uh, imagery and the the narratives of um, our contemporaries and, and our ancestors as well. I feel like there's so much history and and stories that have been lost due to uh non-documentation and um pure erasure um erasure by uh, you know people that didn't want those stories to be told and to be seen so yeah that i just feel like i have a great responsibility and that was like one of my most impactful pieces you know that meant a lot to me so yeah that's, that's great and it's, and it's good to um to just have that to take that away from it and you know one of the things that really i, I really like that you said that you learn from your subjects so that's that's great yeah. um so the the last thing is it really will lead me to my shameless plugs uh where can they find you online website social media all of that good stuff Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. That is really the only social media that I use for now. And that's Diamond DXN. Um, You can also find me on my website, www.diamonddixon.com. <laughs> and just look up for any of, you know, what I'll be doing in the future, which is more so um, media works and uplifting and honoring uh, other Black artists. And that is to come later this year. Um, but thank you. I really appreciate you having me on yeah. your platform, Rob. This is really amazing. And I hope it keeps continuing and going. And yeah, thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'll do my sign off and then that'll be that. Um, so for, for Diamond Dixon, I am Rob Lee saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. He's got to look for it. <laughs> <laughs>